Hello there, and welcome to the Picnic Table Ant Chat with me, Tom, from Ants on the Rock. This is the 12th episode tonight, and it's turning out to be an amazing series. I'm really enjoying it, so thank you all for joining me again for another episode. We were supposed to have tarantula-tastic enclosures tonight, but he sadly cannot make the stream. Um, he is going to rearrange for later on in the month or slightly later than that, depending on scheduling. Um, but we are going to get him in because he's got some really fantastic enclosures that I just really can't wait for him to show off. And he's got a really cool channel, to be honest. But so we've got a, um open mic night tonight, you could say. It's going to be really cool, really interesting. Um, we've got some really great people joining us already we've got shane here ants ants and uh former cast as well so i'm just going to introduce them into the stream and let them all just start talking so two three so hello everybody oh they should be able to you should be able to unmute yourselves ah uh, yes figure it out <laughs> There we go, there we go. So welcome everyone. If you want to go around and introduce yourself. Um, this is Formicast. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> and we have Ants Ants, if you want to introduce yourself, buddy. Hello. I am Ants Ant. I <laughs> run YouTube. That's pretty much it. Cool. And we also have Shane, who has not been able to unmute his microphone at the moment, but I'm sure he'll come in very soon. Um, so how is everyone? What's everyone been up to? Well, I just got off of work, and uh, we have a blizzard. And um, yeah, so you have to drive like super, super slow on the roads, and you can barely see. Blizzard? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like an actual blizzard? We had a blizzard. It was crazy. <clears throat> wow, wow. That, I don't think we really get blizzards over here, not so much, especially where I live on the little island. We don't yeah, even get no. snow. Right. Ah, there's Shane. Hello, Shane. Do you want to introduce yourself for everyone, buddy? <clears throat> if you're there. Do you want to introduce yourself, Shane? Nope, he's gone quiet on us. That's all right. So um, I've got a few things to talk about with my ants just to keep this stream a bit more interesting. Um, first, I need advice on what to do with my Manica Rubida. So I am asking the community to give me some suggestions, basically. Um, so a few months ago, they were doing really well. They got from like 10 to 15 workers all the way from a queen on her own. So they were doing really well. They were eating, doing all the kind of usual stuff. But I noticed the workers just didn't look right. They would like circle around the outworld and sort of look like they didn't know what they were doing with themselves. They looked lost. Um, it's got to the point now where I looked in the test tube the other day after seeing a few dead workers in the outworld. There's only one worker left only one worker left so uh, yeah the worker and the queen side one worker and the queen they've got a massive pile of eggs the test tube's still fairly clean there's no mold no no reason that i can see 
why all the workers have just suddenly died off. So I don't know if anyone else has a suggestion. They are heated. Um, they obviously they're in diapause at the minute, so they have slowed right down. But there's no real reason for them all to die off in the way that they have. Um, I don't know. What does everyone in the community think? Could it have been possibly a food issue? Say that again, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Could have been possibly a food issue. Like, see, I, I thought that. Uh, I thought that, but I, I feed all my colonies out of the like same batch, if you know what I mean. So if it was going to happen to one, you'd expect it to happen to another. Think about possible mites, maybe? Because I know yeah, I had a colony possibly. that got mites randomly. Possibly. I mean, I will check again. I don't I don't like looking into the test tube very much, obviously not disturbing them. So I will check again, but I don't know. I just I haven't seen any mites, not like from view, but I suppose they are quite hard to see if you're not looking at them. Uh, feeding regime at the minute is they're getting carbohydrates on a Monday, then on a Wednesday they get protein, and on a Friday they get carbohydrates again. Like the small colony, so I'm giving them little and often if you know what i mean yeah but yeah i mean i, I just can't can't see why they've had a die off they were doing really well like they yeah, were no, anyone they were me. surprising me oh there's shane again hello yeah. shane we can hear you buddy we can hear you. i've had the same issue with uh my formica and my lasius neonizers so, i think it could also just be to genetics they kind of they just died off after a little bit. Yeah. So the amp boy is here saying that the common issue with them is lack of humidity. Now that could be a, a issue in there because it's um it's a dry setup basically. It's sand. Um, yeah, it's just sand, and the only real humid area is in the test tube. So maybe that is it. That could well be it. Um, the I suppose what I could do is adding some like sphagnum moss in around the air, outside areas sort of thing and that would just raise the humidity level within the outworld that's a very good point out boy i i honestly i don't think about the outworld section being not the right environment because they're still in the test tube i didn't even consider it obviously they're heated right. uh, the outworld's heated because the whole the whole thing's heated but i didn't didn't even consider that it might not be the right humidity that's a schoolboy error on my behalf, isn't it? Well, we all learn, right? We're all learning, so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we do yeah. these type of things, so we can ask the community. You know, not anybody in that's the community it. is more, you know, was not better than anybody else. We're all learning. So. Oh, yeah. I'm no better than anyone else, that's for sure. It could have also just been a genetic issue. Because sometimes just workers don't, they can just deal with their genetically how they were from the queen, and even possibly even the males could also have an impact on their genetics. Yeah, yeah. So some workers die. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's possibly. a good point. Well, I'm just hoping that she makes a comeback. I mean, at the point where she had like the ten to fifteen workers, I was really tempted to move them into a. Um, a small nest like a venus nest or something along those lines i actually looked at getting one made uh, specifically for them um 
just because I wanted, I, I knew something wasn't right the way the ants were acting. You know, the workers were just wandering around the outworld. I say they just seemed lost, not like doing their usual stuff. You know what I mean? Oh dear, oh dear. What kind of, um, what kind of camera are you using for that? This is honestly, I have no idea what it is, but I can send you a link of it on okay. Discord. Cool. Because I'm like that with technology now, I can do things like that. Ha ha ha. Um, slowly. It take me a minute, but I'm getting that. No, that's <laughs> they aren't. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they're hungry. There we go. It, it's a much better camera than what I had before. Like the quality on it's much better. It's got a inbuilt ring light, um, yeah. and yeah, it's just much better quality than what I had before. Between that and the microphone, it's made a massive change. I think. Uh, there's someone else that wants to wants to join in, but the link isn't working. Oh, is it? Um, no. Is that in Discord? Is it? Uh, yeah. You just DM me. Have a look. Yeah, I'll send it to him. Oh. I shall have a look in a second. Or, or Casey Taylor. Casey Taylor. Um, right, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because I'm extra crazy, here is the link into the chat right now. There we go. Um, I've sent you those pictures cool. yeah. over Discord. Can anyone hear See, me? They're all right. They're all right. Ah, we can hear you, Shane. You're right, buddy. We can hear you. Don't yeah. know if you can hear us. I don't. I don't know. Weird. Mm. Oh. These polyracus dives are very hungry at the minute. Yeah. Oh. They've been almost non-stop the last few days. I wish my colony of them didn't die. <laughs> oh man! Seems such a cool yeah. species. Yeah. They are really, they're, they're one of the most interesting species I've got, probably because of the tank they're in, to be honest, the environment's like, just really cool, isn't it? Yeah. Like the way they interact with all the different things. Uh, we've got someone, Catfar CT Ants, your device are not connected, otherwise I could add you into the stream. We go back to that. There we go. Uh, Amp boy, that is absolutely fine. If you've got a barking cough, like, don't push yourself for talking for us. God. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, we need you all well and, like, healthy so that you can send out all the orders that are built up after Christmas. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm glad I don't run a shop. Hello, Shane. Yeah. We can hear you, buddy. Oh, nice. Sorry, I had some issues yeah, going yeah. on. No, nah, that's all right, buddy. You're all right. Um, I can't even remember what I was saying. Now I've lost my train of thought. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all right, buddy. That's all right. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone in the chat quickly? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Shane. I've been keep keeping ants for four years, and I've kept over 15 species so far. Wow. Um, so what what are your favourite species, Shane? Um, my favourite species... In- is you're always asking the same questions, you know. You're always asking these questions, so I'm going to ask you now. <laughs> it's got to be the Fidoli in breeding species. Yeah. Okay. And Campanotus nucubarensis, and my other favourite is, oh, sorry, what do you call them again? Monomorium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In breeding had- species. Yeah, I had some monomorium once, but they actually didn't go as well as I thought they would. Yeah, I, 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 be, I believe that you have to start off with a biggish sort of size colony. Yeah. No, that, that's that's the preferred way, especially if it's yeah, uh, species um, like I mean, Oracula. Yeah, it's to like, um, what do they call it? Budding, when you take it from the larger colony. and. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called budding, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I actually had um, some of the ant ladies' personal monomorphs. Yeah, same. The, fid, um, fid, the Fidoli uh, Noda that I have was uh, off the ant lady. It was yeah. a personal colony of hers. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting them to do really well, but they just slowly died out. They didn't. They didn't seem to like take to me as an ant keeper i just couldn't get them to eat i couldn't get them to do anything really i think it's a hit and miss with some some species yeah yeah Yeah, definitely definitely i've i campanotis are always hit and miss with me like i always try them with campanotis i am i'm hopeful that my latest venture into campanotis is going to go a bit better but we'll see you and me both buddy (laughs) yeah did everyone sign in for the giveaway draw thing earlier? Uh, wait, was it through Discord or YouTube? On the, the YouTube one. The Discord one's running until the 9th. Oh, I don't think I've done the YouTube one, I don't think. Ah, you missed it, man. Mm. No, hang on. No, you were on it. You were number 20. Oh, was I? Oh, I, yeah, I couldn't you... remember if I'd done it or not. <laughs> yeah, you were on it. Uh, you didn't <laughs> win, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't win, but it was great fun. We had um, a special guest. We had the amazing Amy, my daughter, came on and helped me uh, pick the winners. Um, It was really fun. Yeah, like she's absolutely brilliant. She's got her own uh, YouTube channel where she does like gaming videos, ant videos, yoga, random stuff. She's got a video up there about what she thinks about Boris Johnson. (laughs) Um, yeah that's highly amusing and well worth a watch if you fancy a little giggle Um, but she's just she's naturally just so charismatic she's so much better on youtube than i am oh wow if you watch her gaming video she's just naturally like hey if you want me to do this put it in the comments below (laughs) she's just naturally really good at it and i can't do any of that i i I forget (laughs) i I get to the end of the stream and i forgot to even say sub to me and she's like i don't know she's just got that charisma about her she's brilliant but yeah so that was great fun we had uh three winners i will announce them we had dino um, won the top prize of 25. 
Ants Hood won the £15 voucher and All Ants UK won the £10 voucher. Um, for the first time ever, I used something called Duck Races. Have you ever seen Duck Races before? No. Nope. No? Right. I am going to... You're going to have to give me a minute because I'm going to bring up Duck Races. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to have a... Ran- like, I'm not doing a giveaway. I'm making that clear now. There is no prize for this duck race. But it is going to be awesome. I'm going to set it for one and a half minutes of racing. And we'll set it for 40 ducks. Earlier, we had 43 ducks. And it gets very exciting. So, Sounds like a blast. You're going to enjoy this. For any giveaway, anything you're going to do like a giveaway, use this. Right, it's called Duck Race, and it is phenomenal. Oh, yeah! Oh, wow! Right. <laughs> That's really you, cool. You, you choose how many ducks you want and how long you want the race for. So, like I say, there's forty ducks on there. Uh, everyone was given a number. Yeah. And then you press. Go. I'm gonna turn the sound off because that's just gonna be insane, but. It's really exciting. So what, does everyone have to comment their numbers? No, so what I did is everyone who... um, Everyone that commented and entered the giveaway, I put their name... Yeah, I did a list of their names with the list of numbers. So everyone was assigned a number beforehand. And then there you go. Look, there's a little police duck. Go, police duck, go. (laughs) Bumblebee. Look, it's Batman. Number 33, Donald Duck. Not Donald Duck. Donald Trump. What a legend. If Donald Trump ever wins, I'm not going to be happy. Oh, 25. Oh, go on. We have got a question in the chat, and we'll answer that once we've finished our duck race. Go 33. Go 33. One bat duck. <laughs> it all changes. It, like, it's so crazy. You can never predict who's going to win. Right. Go on. Oh, they're all falling back. Last 10 seconds. Final stretch. Oh, here they go. They're going for it. All making that last run. Who's number, oh, number 12. Number 12. Number 12. There you go. <laughs> so yeah that's duck races awesome um highly advise using that for any giveaways you're gonna do um right so we have a question from casey taylor what do you guys think about bigger foraging areas to help replicate the large foraging areas in the wild it's sort of um i'm gonna go first um it's sort of a mixed thing for me large Large outworlds can be scary for the ants. If you give them too much space when they're really small, they don't like to venture out into it. You'd be better off giving them a smaller outworld where they feel more comfortable um, and they're more likely to use that more often because they're comfortable, they feel safe and all of that. If you give them a huge outworld, they're more likely going to wait until it's dark. Um, They're going to try and sneak around and any noises or vibrations will send them scurrying back to the nest rather than eating and it will probably slow down their progress um i see what you mean because obviously in the wild they just have unlimited amounts of space 
mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I know that, in my personal opinion, captive ants have a higher success rate than ants in the wild because it is such a harsh environment to bring up a colony in the wild. I think we do have a higher success rate in captivity. Does anyone else want to jump in and comment on this? Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Right, we'll go Shane first. Uh, well, per- personally, I think the bigger the outworld, the more, the more like the ants won't forage around because they're afraid of predators that are going to try and take their food or try and attack them or something like that. But yeah. in the long run, the smaller the outworld, the more better they'll do. The more they'll populate. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest the bigger outworld until they're in the hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, or just hundreds, or or hundreds or thousands. <laughs> till they're in larger numbers. How big yeah. is this outworld that you're that you're streaming? Yeah, what the one I'm streaming, or the one yeah. where the one I'm streaming is is about four foot. This tank. Oh, okay. So it's quite large. I wanted a two-meter tank, really, but I just couldn't get a hold of one. Um, and then this one come up, and it was quite cheap. With the, had like everything included, and I was just like, you know what, do it. They're going to deliver it to my house, so yeah. why not? You know, get get a tank in. Yeah, my uh, my Pocos, they have two art worlds that well, kind of. So I have one set up where it has gravel and it has their water, and they go and drink their water in there, and. And then the other one, which connects to their nest, um, has all their food. So I drop their food in there and put their seeds in there. And so. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tend to do is I start with quite a small outworld. And then like, I, I normally try and get an outworld with multiple connections. So you can attach the nest to one and then attach a second outworld when they start to grow. And then I'll move the feed into the further outworld or, you know, I'll start to divide things so that they're using all the space. Um, when they do get bigger, yeah, I do recommend using the larger outworlds. Obviously, the colony we're watching on the screen now was probably a couple of hundred before I put them in this tank. Um, well, I know they were a couple of hundred because they were trying to bite me when I was moving them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They were in quite a small tank, and it was definitely too small for them. Um, but it was it was perfect whilst they were in the test tube. It was perfect whilst they were growing. But whilst when they got to like larger numbers and they wanted to move the graveyard further away from where the colony was nesting, that's when it became an issue. You could tell that the, ne- the former carrion was too small because they wouldn't put down an official graveyard site. They would carry round their dead like for days and days and days looking for somewhere far enough to place it. So that to me meant that the outworld area was far too small and that was when it was time to move them. So I hope that helps a little bit. Ants, Anne, uh, did you have anything you want to chuck in on this one? Yeah. So I think this just depends on, it's a species by species basis pretty much because there's ants that absolutely love to go far and wide like Lymatobum piculatum or some monomorium species. And so getting a larger space as they get bigger is both either a needed thing or just a thing that'll help them out 
in the long run, especially with ants that love to trail. They eventually will try to get out to explore more spaces. For sure. I have experienced that with all of my Solenopsis, Monomorium, and now my Lymatopum. It's it's just sort of like a trailing ant thing. <laughs> Pogos were the inspiration for the question as well as my Tetramorium. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Pogos mm -hmm. and Tetramorium. Uh, works and makes maintenance easier with many species. So, Boy21 Ant says, I'm a new ant keeper. So I've only had my Mr. Barber's colony for eight months, and I'm worried about getting pests like mites. What to look out for? Uh, I've only got a smaller shot world. I boil the food. Mealworms. As long as you're boiling it, you should be all right. Uh, mites can obviously still work their way into the colony. It's not always on the food, but that's the most likely place you get them from. Um, right. I say, as long as you're boiling it, you should be all right. I've, I've never had a mite problem. Touch word, fingers crossed, I've never had mites on my ants. Yeah, you definitely don't want mites. It's it's yeah, definitely like, difficult unless you pack fast. Yeah, I mean the best thing to do is obviously get the predatory mites. Um, I wouldn't even try anything else now. I'd just go straight to predatory mites and they'll sort it right out. Um, even still, that can be a little bit iffy because I had um a queen that came in with a few predatory mites on her. Or not predatory, uh, parasitic, and it moved to my very large black crazy ant colony. Yeah, and it started wiping them out. I got predatory mites, but it was a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. But overall, you really shouldn't have to worry about mites. It was just a really unlucky instance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alexi, yeah. welcome yeah. to the stream. I mean, mites mites shouldn't be an issue if you're obviously boiling all your food and stuff. That's the main source of mites. Um, I've never had a problem with mites, so <laughs> we'll see. I've only ever had mites once with my uh, Campanotus vagus. Yeah, and you've been keeping them how long? Four years, uh, six years? Four years. Nice. Four Coming years. up five yeah, so years now. That's quite, you know, that's quite a long time. So yeah. I've been keeping, I'd like to say I've been keeping ants for 12 years, which I have, but I've only really been doing it, like, properly for the last year and a half, two years. Like before that, I only ever had one colony and it didn't even have a queen. It was just a load of workers that I would replace every year. <laughs> the yeah. first time but I that, actually that proper started um, like keeping colonies was 2017. Okay, so only a few, well, yeah, four or five years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was keeping in 2017 too. Yeah. Seems like a good year for it. Was there a reason you guys started? Um, uh, Ants Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine was also partially Ants Canada, but the majority of the place where I learned how to keep was actually Ants Australia. Nice. Okay. So I'm having issues with your uh, with the video. It won't let me like comment or anything. This video is un unavailable. I don't know why. On what video is that? On YouTube. Oh. So. Let me check. That's odd. Yeah. 
video on available. I tried both of my accounts. So. As in this live stream is unavailable on YouTube. Yeah, it says unavailable for me. So I'm not allowed to see it for some reason. Uh, okay. It's it's open for me from what I've seen now. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's we talking about YouTube. Yeah. It says this video is restricted. Please check your Google Workspace Administrator at the network. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. That's um, very, very weird. Maybe it's because you're on it. But no, I don't know. Uh, it w mm. I, I could comment yesterday or, yeah. or on Sunday. So. Yeah, that's very odd. I can't honestly tell you why. Have you, have um, you tried refreshing it? Say that again? Yeah, I've done that. Have you tried refreshing it from a cast? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hit it on the side, turn it off and on again. That's my solution. With that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, there's a way to do it. Hold on. Figure it out. There's always a way to do it. Always a way. Well, I, just, I subscribe to you with my gaming channel, so there you go. Oh, cool. Um, so always welcome another subscriber. <laughs> it's actually gone up like really fast lately. It's on like 405, 406 or something. It's, 200, it's 407 currently. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, 407. That's like, that's mind blowing. Like, mind-blowing i thought my other channel was doing well when it got to 30 <laughs> and it stayed at about 30 and so i think it's on 33 right now um like th that's just mind-blowing like i never expected to have that many subscribers or to be honest i never expected to do a stream and have five or more people watching it and chatting it's pretty great isn't it right i no one would be there. Like, it would just be me. That's what I thought when I started the podcast. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to show up. He's going to actually listen to this. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And it, it just sort of spreads. And it's, it's really cool the way it's like growing. The community's expanding all the time, you know. <coughs> um, whilst we've got five seconds, I'm going to just do a little bit of advertising just so everyone knows that on sunday start 8 30 we're going to do a live feed in, in the tank and then nine o'clock uk time as always we will have an interview the interview this sunday is going to be with paul moore art ant shop uh, they're absolutely awesome they are based in canada so if you're over that way you might have already heard of them if you're in the uk they might be new to you they're definitely worth a look at um, it's going to be really interesting chatting to them, hearing about their new products and things that they've got going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coming awesome on fun. Sunday. Yeah. Um, I've also got all my normal videos resuming from this point. A review video on Monday. You've got another uh, picnic table next Wednesday. And then you've got my other video on Saturday. I've jumped ahead as well because we've got a video this Saturday, which is the video that you voted for. Um, I will tell you now which video you voted for because in the competition, you had to vote for the colony that you wanted to see in the next video. Um, the votes were between the Polyrakis Dives, the one you're watching now, the Bullet Ants, the Murano Plus Bicolors, and the uh, Laceous Niger, known as the Imposters. 
And the winners were the Bullet Ants by a massive, massive proportion. Like, I gave up tallying it because they just completely smashed it, basically. Um, so, yeah, on this Saturday coming, we will have the Bullet Ants. And then on Sunday, we have the Picnic Table live stream with Paul Moore Art Ant Shop. So don't miss either of them. They're going to be brilliant. Um, and then the next video I've got coming out next Saturday is also another one you do not want to miss. Um, I've done a few sneak previews on my Patreon and things like that. I've given a few hints, but I haven't really told you what is going to be there. It's definitely one you don't want to miss. I'm not going to say any more than that, even though I really, really want to. Just don't miss that video because it's going to be a cracker. Um, but anyways, back to the ant chat. <laughs> Hi, Elwin. Hi, Lexi. Um, we've got quite a few people in and out of the chat at a minute, which is quite interesting. Quite cool. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. So if anyone else wants to chat, feel free, say something. Yeah, I think I know what's wrong with my YouTube thing. I'll go figure it out. But... Oh, go on. I think I put some on my computer and it blocked it. So I got to find it and just remove it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that'll get a fix because I'm yeah, going to need it. Great. You don't want to block my channel. <laughs> Definitely don't want to block your channel or anyone's channel. <laughs> no. I can't watch it. No, stuff. no it says, because wow. on, on YouTube, when I went to look on it, hold on, let me just read it again. I don't know if you, if you heard me or not. But it says restricted mode on. Then it won't allow me to to take it off. It's just turned down by your network administrator to hide potential mature videos. I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> I should be able to. <laughs> but, well, yeah. if YouTube's not sure, we better all question it. Yeah. Well, can I watch it on Twitch? We'll find out. Um. Yeah, you can find us on Twitch on the Answer Rock Twitch page. We've got a question here from Antboy UK. Have you used other feeder insect Barmelis crickets? If so, what did your colonies prefer and why? Um, I think this is a question to me. I generally use the ones that I've got. So I breed my Mario worms. I breed Dubia roaches. Um, I love to feed them wax worms just because they're really easy to feed to them really um and they're like one waxworm is more than enough for a founding colony if you know what i mean rather than having to cut up the roaches and things like that so it just works well other things i've tried are pinkies they love pinkies but i've only done that with the polyrachis dives because they're the only ones big enough to process it um crickets i try and stay away from because they're just horrible things like I had one escape, it got under my bed, spent like a week out running around the house, and the wife went absolutely nuts. So I try and stay away from crickets. Um, I actually haven't done many other things. I used to occasionally, like I said, back before I properly started ant keeping and I just had the colony of workers, just Lacius Niger caught from my garden, um, I would give them ham. But that was basically the advice. Like, I'll find out the book at some point. It's the worst ant keeping book I've ever read. And it's like, give them ham and give them cucumber. And that was basically it. Like, 
no you don't like they need so much more than that <laughs> like it didn't even have like a section in the book about hydrating the nest or anything it was just really really bad book but that was back in the day um but no i haven't really tried other things what about either of you two ants and or former cast have you tried other things other than the standard uh i have extensively used uh frozen uh, mice and rats to feed larger colonies like my old like 80k worker solenopsis invicta colony and i've used Mm -hmm. ham extensively and chicken as well for that reason exactly too yeah i've given my pogos um grilled chicken um yes they tore it up i didn't give them like a big chunk i gave them like a couple shreds and they eat it um (laughs) i've given them mealworms you know the normal stuff i've you know uh pre-killed a cricket gave them that i've um they're like my biggest colony it's not that big it's only like 100 workers but still they're like (laughs) they're most successful i haven't you know had any issues with them i've had them for close to two years now and they've been doing amazing oh wow Um, so yeah 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 i just thought whilst you were saying that i have fed my colonies i can't even remember which colony it was it might have been the polyracus dives um i fed them a prawn and they, they didn't go for it until it had like slightly dried out but they did seem to enjoy it at that point and um i've interviewed someone recently who said that they had been feeding their ants prawns and we were watching it live and they were definitely eating it so that's another option i suppose it's anything kind of meaty isn't it any kind of meat product fish product is going to be all right for them because it's just protein especially for uh for bigger colonies too that would be that's really good to use yeah i've been i've been thinking about yeah i don't think i'll give them my protein powder (laughs) no probably not good idea (laughs) (laughs) going for me cast you were saying something buddy um i was gonna say i was I was considering actually trying to feed them like a dubia roach, but I, I get freaked out by roaches. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, roaches are weird. The best thing you can do with roaches or anything really is hold it. Just get it out of the box and hold it and get over your fear. Because the minute you can get over your fear, that's so much easier, you know. Like trying to catch one when you're scared of it. Yeah. And trying to catch one when you're happy to dive in is two completely different experiences. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know what a brown lacrosse is? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. A brown lacrosse? I have heard of a brown lacrosse. What is it? Um, so I saw one today at work, actually, in one of the bathrooms I was cleaning. And uh, I didn't realize that it was there until after I was almost done. And I was like, yeah, I've seen like <laughs> three or four of these things on the job already. And I'm like, yeah, and they don't die either. So it's like, yeah. But other than that, I told my former roommate, and he was like, yeah, just don't get bit by one of those. It's going to hurt really bad. So. If you could send a, if you could, if you run into another one, could you send me a photo of it? Yeah, could do that. Because I don't think brown recluses actually expand this far north. I think they mostly stay more central U.S. than south U.S. Yeah, I'm in Michigan. I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Are they far apart? 
Oh uh, no, we we're like neighbors, pretty much in the yeah. states. Much. Oh okay, okay. So did you get the blizzard as well then? Oh yes, we got it. We got hit hard last night. Yeah, we just got hit right now, and we're getting hit more tonight. So. Yeah. Well, see, it's it's really cold here, but it's probably not gonna snow. We're not that lucky. There's too much salt in the air around me, like lots and lots of salt. We have about a foot of snow outside right now. I'm looking out the window. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, where I grew up, I grew up in the middle of Dartmoor, and that's like um, a bit further in country. That's always got snow. Even in summer, it snows up there, yeah. <laughs> um, which is nice. But I don't really get it where I live now. I say I'm surrounded by water. <laughs> <coughs> Honestly, snow is, like, really nice in the beginning of the year, but as, like, it goes on... Winter lasts around about five months here. It lasts from, like, sometimes October all the way down to May, and it's... It gets... It, you kind of get sick and tired of it when you're waiting for the warm season for ants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, England's not much better. Our summer's meant to be a bit longer, but this year we had about a week of summer, and the rest of it was just pants. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's it. That's English weather for you. Okay, so it's not too hot. It's raining. So I found an article. Um, our brown lacoose lacoose spiders found in Michigan, and this was June twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen. Brown lacoose spiders are pretty rare in Michigan, but but as outside of their natural range, um, they do not, however, extend into Michigan mainly just the country's middle, western, and southern states. So that's definitely not a, uh, a brown lacoose, because I've seen many of these spiders, and it's definitely not that good. If you send a photo to me, I could probably get it ID'd. Okay. <coughs> Next time I see one, <laughs> I'll definitely take a picture of that too. <laughs> All right. But they're rare. Cool. So. See that man? Ant run past on the screen, man. <laughs> yeah. Made me jump. Yeah. Andy Matters is saying he's not going to hold a roach in a million years. He uses one foot tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said during the interview with me on Sunday, I have a fear of them, maybe yeah. because I had a bad experience of, them, of having them. Um, yeah, from that dresser. But yeah, man, they, they freak me out. I can't yeah, even see, hold dubia roaches because I'm allergic to them. Oh, that sucks. You're yeah. allergic to them. Yep. Wow, I've not heard of that before. It's it's relatively it's rare. That's why. Like all of a sudden, like I'll I'll hold them yeah. and immediately I start rashing up. Oh wow! So proper allergic reaction. Yeah, it's yep, I, but it's not like any other roach too. Like I've held my Madagascar hisincock roaches, and they they don't even give me a rash or anything. So it's just dubious. Well, that's weird. That is weird. My um my daughter went to a reptile thing the other day, and she was there holding snakes and roaches and everything that was there. She was holding it. She did not care. Like absolutely fearless. It was brilliant to watch. 
I'm thinking about holding my uh, my scorpion eventually because it seems to be extremely docile. We've literally had to like move it out of the way, what? and it hasn't really stung or anything. <laughs> what scorpion have you got? Uh, I have two emperor scorpions, so they're non-venomous ones. That's the only reason why I'm uh, considering it. <laughs> yeah, I went with the Asian forest scorpion um, simply because it's slightly smaller than the emperor, isn't it? Oh yeah, I, I I'd assume so because emperors get pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, when I was measuring out how large they get and how large the tank I had was, it would be like um, almost a two-to-one ratio. Like If they were stood with their legs wide open, um, they'd be about half the width of the tank. And I thought, that's a little bit, that's too small for what I'd want. You know, I'm, I'm not comfortable yeah. putting something in that. So I went with the Asian most, which is slightly smaller. Is it venomous? Which is absolutely awesome. I've got a UV light. Have you ever tried a UV light? Um, it has got uh, venom, but it feels like a wasp sting. Ah. Also, yeah, I've, I've used the UV light on mine. Yeah, I would highly suggest getting a UV light because um, it makes it shine up. Yeah, I'm just thinking, can I... Can I show my video on YouTube, or is that going to really push my internet to the extreme? <laughs> we shall find out, won't we? It's sounding like, and from the video feed I'm looking at, it looks like it's pushing the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, hang on, we'll see, we'll see. It's like a, it's a 49-second video, so we shall see if we can get it on just for anyone that hasn't seen it right that's on now yeah cool right ignore my feed my kids watch stuff <laughs> right we need to mute it there look at that wow look at that beautiful isn't it and They're like absolutely the beautiful light, pictures. Yeah, the UV light makes it shine up that like greeny fluorescent kind of color. So it's so cool. Like, it was really hard to film, but yeah, look at that. So as you can see, it's got the large pincers and the small stinger, but it is slightly venomous, but it would just feel like a bee sting. It wouldn't really cause any damage to me. So, yeah, yeah. If I ever get a cool. chance to go to Arizona, I'm going to be uh, looking for some giant desert scorpions. Oh, yeah. See, I was looking at desert scorpions and stuff, but I, like I said, I just went with this one. It was nice. the easiest way to start in the scorpion hobby because it's not something I've done before. My 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 scorpions were a little bit of a imp impulse buy. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, I, like, I, I knew what I was I, doing, but I wasn't planning on buying them. No, I, I wanted mine for ages. I had to actually convince my wife to let me have it because she thought it was too close <laughs> to a spider. Right, which is next on the list of like convincing her to let me have is a massive <laughs> trauma. My mom just, is the same way. Like, when, when me and my wife first got together, I was keeping ants at the time. 
and she would help me like go catch them and she was really into it and then i was like oh yeah i'm buying a goliath birdie and spider she's like no you're not <laughs> and that that was literally the end of the conversation i never got this birdie and spider i got a wife instead <laughs> <laughs> so one day i will have a goliath birdie and spider but the the next massive tank that i'm planning which is going to be like four meter squares or something crazy like that um, it's going to have like a snake in it and ants, possibly two colonies of ants, um, just cr all sorts of stuff, like a proper huge environment. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> My mom was the same way when it came to uh, tarantulas, because I was constantly wanting to get into tarantulas and we were going to a reptile show. And yeah. uh, we stumbled upon a very, like, I think the fourth largest. Um, tarantula species in the world and right. uh we got two of them <laughs> wow i i love it but it's just something it's another matter having spiders isn't it most people don't like spiders oh yeah i mean ants are one thing but spiders are like people have a very big fear of spiders yeah yeah that's it i mean my, my wife's never happy when the ants get out um, we found one on our bed once, and we were like, oh, no. It was it was only Laceus niger, but the worst thing was we couldn't tell what colony it came out of because they all seemed sealed up. And I've got, like, five, six, six, I've got nine colonies of Laceus niger at the moment. And it was like, okay, well, we're never going to work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear. In fact, I remember when my... Um, I had my Mesobarbarus in one of those, they were using one of those little square founding out worlds that you pop the test tube into, you know the ones. And um, yeah. where the top was a hinge, they were pushing up the hinge side in like making a little gap, literally just climbing straight out. And there was like Mesobarbarus were getting everywhere. Like, <laughs> I managed to sort it out fairly easily, but I was, you know, she, she wasn't happy. My family, Megacephala, did the same with their uh, smaller outworld when they were like a colony of maybe 500 workers. They managed to kind of push, they pushed it just barely enough to get like miners out, and it was just a single major with her head stuck that was causing it. <laughs> Nightmare, yeah. Yeah, see, um, some call it, some ant species are just nightmares for it. Mesobarbarus are quite well known for, like, they'll build up mounds of dirt and stuff along the side of their outworld so that they can push the lid off. Mm -hmm. <coughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting habit that they have, but it's rather irritating as well. <laughs> so uh, I, I just leave I, my Mesobarbarus for months if they do good. Yeah. Sorry, former cast, you were going to say something, go on, yeah. buddy. I was going to say, I'm going to get going here, i got to make dinner and stuff, but I did want to ask you a question, though, I saw the rock. Yeah, of course, buddy. Go what is it. what is your goals for this year for your show? Hmm, that is a hard one, to be honest. I don't really have goals. What, what I dream of is just getting everyone chatting. Yeah. Like, if we can just connect more and more people like from different countries i mean tonight we were hoping to have tarantula-tastic enclosures that's completely different from ants you know what i mean but his 
his style of enclosure is so cool we could incorporate that into what we do and i just want to connect all these dots and like build like a really cool hub if you know what i mean like which it is becoming we've got 10 people in the chat right now and they've been coming and going and you know it is it's building that community so it's not really a goal for me as such i just want to help build that community to the best of my ability um obviously i'd like to get a few more subscribers and build my community and following and whatnot but it's more about just people chatting and getting together sharing their knowledge um, learning off each other and like you say like i want to get those people from different areas i want i've got uh persia oxalots coming on in a couple of weeks again that's completely different to ants it's just I want to get those docs because there is stuff in that that we can incorporate. And even if it's not incorporatable, it's going to be interesting to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so passionate about everyone connecting, you know, just getting everyone together and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, that's really my goal, if that's that makes cool. sense. I'm, I'm glad that's your, uh, your focus for 2022, though. No, thank you for that. Thank you for the question as well. No, yeah, no problem. So I'm going to head out. I got to make dinner. So, yeah, thank you for doing this. It was really good having you, and we shall see you again soon, I'm sure. Sounds good. All right, Formacast out. See you later. And that's that. Formacast is gone. We still have ants. And if anyone else wants to join in the chat, I can always put the link in, and you're more than welcome to jump in. We're just chatting away random stuff and watching the multi species tank. And that's my hand that you can see a reflection of. <laughs> um hello five stones i don't know i don't think i've met you before i don't think you've come on the streams before so welcome to the streams um yeah and tammy hutchinson i don't believe i've met you before either so welcome to the streams thank you for joining us if you've got any questions feel free to ask I have a question for you, actually. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, what do you think? What do you ever think about getting an inbreeding species, like besides from dives, because they're known for inbreeding, but yeah. like another species? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I went for Monomorium pseudopacum a while back, and it just didn't take off. I have no problem with pretty much any colony. Um, I can, I've got. I don't want to sound big-headed, but I've done a lot of research into most ant species, and anything I don't know, I'll go and research more. Um, I've got the ability and space to handle pretty much any ant colony, and if I haven't right now, I will do in the future. So it's not really an issue. I, I definitely would. Uh, the, the only thing that I've always said, or not always said, recently said, is I'm not going to have Solenopsis geminata or Invicta. <laughs> Strictly because they they're more stressed than fun, if you know what I mean. Like the rate of growth and uh, aggression and all of that lot. They're just they're really stressful, which again could happen with the inbreeding species. But I find like the monomorium was so much like not tame. That's not the word, but subdued. They were much more subdued ant species. You can actually feed them. You could actually take the yeah. feeders back out. You know. Um, yeah, so I've got no problem with inbreeding ants at all. What about you? Well, a lot of my ant species that I have, or at least quite a few, are inbreeding. I have had Monomore and Sohopacum, but they ended up dying out because the queen died. 
which is just unfortunate. Yeah. I had Fatally Megacephala, which are the inbreeding big-headed ants. I currently have Tetramorium bicarinatum. I've got Black Crazy Ants. I've had Argentines. I just sort of go everywhere when it comes to those inbreeding ants. Yeah, wow. I think it's why I'm getting Floricola, too. Yeah, okay. Nice. I'm just really big into those guys. No, I do like those ants. They're very small, though. That's the only problem. I, I prefer the yeah. bigger ants just because I can see them. <clears throat> yeah, that's always that's always been an issue with, especially my parents, because, you know, I have all my ant stuff actually in my living room in a huge yeah. shelf. Yeah. So they'll go looking around, and the only one that they really watch is my Australian sugar ants because they're really yeah. the only big ant there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I just have to deal with something for one minute. I'm just muting my mic, and I will be back in about one minute. All right. I am back. Sorry about Hello. that. The, the amazing Amy has just lost a tooth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just had to say, well done. Tooth fairy is going to come and all of that lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the tooth fairy. I don't really. I normally forget about the tooth fairy. Wake up early in the morning. I'm like, oh, no. Tooth fairy hasn't been. Tell you what, that's the, it's the worst thing is being an adult because you have to like, you have to be so many fictional characters at the same time. <laughs> oh dear. Here in the US, many people just, at least recently from what I've seen, many people just sort of Santa Claus and all that. I've met quite a few kids at least who were my age in, in elementary school just didn't believe in that stuff. Of okay, course, I was yeah. one of them who did. <laughs> I'm going to quickly be right back. I need to check on if my monomorium are escaping or not. So I'm <laughs> yeah, no problem. You get on that, buddy. Oh, Ants England, you've got uh, Nico's Colony from Ant Boy. It'd be great to have you back on the picnic table again at some point, Ants England, and maybe you could give us a little showing of your ants 
or something. But I, I remember our last chat. That was a really good one, actually. I really enjoyed that stream. Should we have a little look around the tank and see what's going on? Obviously, that's the polyrachidized feed, and we'll zoom out. Oh, zoom out for this bit. Mm. That's the nest shining like an angel in the light. Got a little halo. <laughs> Huge nest it is now. They've made it massive all the way up to those sticks, um, which I added in in that video not that long ago. Got random ferns growing out of the places they shouldn't be again. Gonna have to do another cutback at some point. We got isopods going nuts with their cucumber. That jelly pot needs to come out, but it's not too bad because the ants don't actually eat the jellies. The beetles do. So they can have it a little bit longer than the ants as well. They've got a bit of a hardier digestive system. Yeah. I do like the autofocus on this camera. It's been crazy. Um, yeah, Ants England. I'll show you again just because I can on this camera. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I'm back. ridiculous. Hello, Ants. Ants, thanks for coming back. Let's zoom in and have a little... Yeah, like crazy as well. Um, like the crazy thing about it is when you look really closely, you can see that like there's probably about a hundred ants on the outside of it all the time. Um, like they're just there, like in guard mode, you know, doing what they do. But it's really cool because it's like you can see all the little entrances and like the holes, um, and you can kind of work out that it's formed layer upon layer like they built one chamber sealed that off built another chamber on top and you don't all like i don't think all the chambers have access to each other you have to come out to go back into another entrance port or something it's, it's really interesting but like yeah, I, i'd like love to is. see the inside of it i'd love to have like a, it is it's awesome isn't it and it, it goes all the way down into the jug like they live in the jug as well they started off in the jug when i moved them into the um the tank they were only in the jug and they've just sort of expanded up like if you've watched from the start of the tank the, um, there's a on the right hand side there's a bit of driftwood which points upwards and they sort of made a nest between the driftwood and the jug you can see them carrying loads of stuff back. That's so cool, the little trail of them going up. Um, and then during the summer, they moved into the um, the bush on the left, the elephant's fern, I think it's called, elephant ear fern. Um, and then, again, they've moved back. Right. When they did that, I saw that they were looking for more space, so I added in this like claw-looking bit of driftwood, which is what they made into that massive ball. And then a couple of weeks back, I added in these sticks as like a super highway for them to get about. And as you can see, they do exactly that. Um, and now they've built all the way up the glass to the sticks. They can't go much higher because that's the barrier there. They can't, can't go any higher than that or I'll be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, it, it did look like they were going to build um, 
in this corner once they were building all the way up towards the very corner where the talc is and all i did was i just put a little bit of rubbing alcohol on my finger rubbed it along the glass the minute they smelt that they were like nope and they turned around and built somewhere else Do you think eventually that this entire tank is just going to become the colony? <laughs> It'll just become the entire nest? Eventually, yes. That's one of the reasons I want to move it like to um, a massive. So this one is going to go into the four-meter formicarium. Um, that will basically mm -hmm. be built around this tank. This tank will be dismantled within it. And it will be incorporated as it is like so i don't have to pick up the nest i don't have to move anything it will literally be incorporated as it is into the larger environment yeah that's awesome though yeah it's, it's gonna be a big project i'll say a very very big project um lexi i've got a question from lexi do i try the products of the people i interview i try to try everyone's products to be honest because i don't want to be biased um, I've currently got stuff coming from Tar Hill. Um, I've got, yeah, I've tried most people's stuff locally and I'm starting to stretch out to other countries now, obviously with shipping stuff is slightly more expensive, but yeah, I try to try everyone's products because I want to know what I'm talking about. I also do a lot of research into everyone I interview as well, just to have like stuff we can talk about. I know what's going on and that sort of stuff but yeah I, I i do try to have um do try to use the products as well as i say it's just good to have an idea of what you're talking about and i think it's what's the word courteous isn't it if you're gonna spend the time um on my channel i may as well spend a bit of money actually using your products <laughs> yeah i just think it's like It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? It'd be very rude. <laughs> That's one thing that um, I always found difficult with doing product reviews, especially if they're your friends. It's very hard to stay unbiased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I tend to go gone away from product reviews as much because just so many people were doing them, and not just that. Like to do a real product review, you need to do the unboxing. Then, like, use it for, like, six months, right? You need to have a colony that's gone bad. You need to have a colony that's gone well, and you need to have learned something, if you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. just coming in and saying, oh, yeah, this this nest is brilliant. Like, yeah, it might well be brilliant, but, but that's just not that helpful, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I want to I know what's gone wrong with a nest. I want to know what you've done to fix it, what problems I could have, are tubes going to fit, you know, all these little details. That's what I'm looking for in the reviews. And so I've kind of moved away from them. But as anyone who knows me knows, I'm a very nice person, but I do speak my mind. And if I think a product's rubbish, I will say that's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, have no understand saying that. Yeah, like I think honestly is the best policy. You know, if I if I was to say every product that I've ever tried was brilliant, I would be lying. Um, That's what I liked a I, lot about uh, Answer too, is that he he's yeah. very critical on how nests are, and he will he will spot out every like little issue, and I really like that. Some people call it nitpicking, but I, it just shows that he actually cares about the review. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what I like. I like Ant Hood's reviews. They're really good. In fact, I've watched many of his and KB's. I watch a lot of KB's reviews and his care guides as well, just because they're well put together. But oh, yeah. like, yeah, I, I, it's just, yeah, I, I would have to sit there and really think long and hard about doing a proper review again, just because I'd want to give good quality. I mean, I, I much prefer doing the video reviews, to be honest, because. I mean, I'm sat here watching the ant videos as well. You may as well hear my side of it. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy that. And again, I get to take the mickey out of people like <laughs> Ant's Hood. <laughs> I always take the mickey out of Ant's Hood, but he's a good guy. He knows I love him. I haven't had much uh, talk with Ant's Hood, but from what I've seen, he's a pretty good guy. I've always just sort of talked with um, the colonialist. He kind of helped yeah, me out on yeah. YouTube. See, JB, the colonialist, has sort of disappeared at the moment. I think he's just got a lot going on, so completely yeah. fair enough to him. Um, I, I, shame, I talked but... to him recently, though. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm sure he's doing well, so no one worry. I'm sure JB's fine. He's just oh, yeah. doing what he's got to do, you know. Um, but Ant's hood is brilliant he's been a close friend of mine since i got serious into the hobby um yeah he's a great laugh as well great laugh i always like to take the mickey <laughs> out of it we, we call him alcoholic hood but he's not an alcoholic <laughs> at all <laughs> not at all but why not you know Bless him. He, he, he knows his stuff you know he, he's a good guy and he knows his stuff Hood is probably having a granddad nap tonight. Hood is ears burning. There you go. Uh, Ants Hood, where are you located exactly, buddy? Or roughly? I know you're in the UK, somewhere middle of the UK, somewhere. See, I'm really easy. I'm right at the very bottom of the UK. But if you say anywhere else, it could be anywhere in the UK because it's just, you know, I'm right at the bottom. I'm at the best part because I've got my own little island. Uh, Leicestershire, that's where Answer's from. Ah. See, that's like, that's up north somewhere. That's all I can tell you because pretty much everywhere <laughs> is up north somewhere for me. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So I heard you guys are having that weird, uh, well, not really weird. It's kind of actually cool ant event, uh, ant convention that Ant Antics is planning. Yeah. yeah, Ant Antics and I think Makushi are getting together to do an ant convention. Um, yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm going to go. Lots of other people are going to go. Um, I think lots of YouTubers are going to go, obviously. And it's going to be a great chance to meet everyone, see some products and stuff. Um, it's actually really surprising because... Um, me, JB, the colonialist, uh, Ants Hood and Antscapes were actually planning to do the same thing later on this year, probably around October, November time, um, in a different, like they're doing one in Wales and we were looking at doing one like more central England, London, maybe, or, you know, wherever. But it's really interesting that they've already got one on the go. I think like I'm going to learn a lot from what they're doing, if you know what I mean. And I'm going to mm -hmm. try and 
take that knowledge and put it into the one that we're going to do. We're not going to try and rival them in any way. If anything, I want to work with them and like if we could have their ant con and then an exhibition or whatever ours turns out to be. Yeah, it's just more chances to showcase what we got and you know all of that lot. Showcase what we got, meet together and just have a great time. Um, I think. Yeah, I think it could grow really well, especially if we do get together and like team up. We could be like, it could be amazing. Could be like, what do they call that other one? Um, Game Court? No, what's the other one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'm not 100. percent What are you dressing up? What's that one? Marvel Ah. Con? No, Comic Con. That's it. Comic Con. Yes, there it is. Yeah, Comic Con. If we could get as big as Comic-Con, could you imagine that? I mean, it, it probably wouldn't <laughs> ever get that big because that's just insane. But you never know. Like, we're all nerds. <laughs> it will be a bit of a nerd to go to Comic-Con. If maybe we could, like, squeeze in on their target market and sell more tickets I think, to fund it. I don't know. I think really here in the U.S., I could I really couldn't see anything like that forming. I think the closest thing that we have to a convention where ant keepers meet is just a bunch of ant keepers randomly planning on going to this specific location to go look for ants because that's what's happening here in the Midwest yeah. of the US. Yeah, see, now that is cool. That is cool. Like, I would always be up for meeting up with a load of ant keepers and going ant finding and stuff. That's awesome. But it's not really a convention, is it? That's that's weird, yeah. Because well, in the US, you don't expect them to have that already. Like you've got everything over there. <coughs> but I don't know. Maybe, maybe once it's successful in the UK, it will stretch to America. I don't know. Someone else will probably take up that. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Um, yeah, Ants England is saying, am I going to dress up as an ant? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> right? I have a hat, and I, yeah, I, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to be an ant one day. I, I actually um saying I'm going to be an ant. I turned into a badger once. I did a uh, survival <laughs> training up in Scotland when I was younger. And they literally just leave you in the middle of the forest and say survive. Um, and I ended up becoming quite obsessed with the badgers that were trying to kill me during the night. And when I got home, <laughs> like after however long it was in the forest, I went and got my hair dyed and cut to look like a badger's head. It was pretty cool, actually. But there you go, got random information for you. Uh, when I was younger, I could get away with doing anything to my hair because I was in a rock band, so it was like. It's all part of the look, isn't it? Yeah. Lexi's saying that she should make a, or there should be a Canadian US convention of some sort. Maybe Paul Moore should get on that, um, lead the way and try and gather a few more people. I mean, that's exactly what I did. I just set up a committee and said, let's get this sorted um we were looking into insurances and uh, venues and things like that so yeah just form a little committee and try and see, sort something out like nothing's impossible i live by the rule that if you want to do something you can do it like it doesn't matter what it is 
you can do it. There's always a way. Um, I could definitely see something like an anti-convention forming in Canada. But yeah. the thing is with the U.S. is that it's so huge. Like, it is such a massive, like, dispersed area of, like, Ancubers. Yeah. It would have to be, like, state-by-state state type of convention. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. You could, like, do one every couple of weeks. And you, How many states is there? 50 states? 51 50, states? Yeah. 50. Right, so what's that? 36 weeks a year. You'd have to do like two a week to cover all the states. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. You'd literally do like one ant con, pack it down, move to the next place and get going again. That'd be awesome. You'd literally live your life on the road. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I could do that. But again, I was in a rock band. Living on the road sounds good to me. I've got three kids. Living on the road sounds good to me. <laughs> I think the idea of an ant convention is very good because we always have uh, reptile conventions here in the US. Yeah. Like they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, the invert shows over here are quite big as well. We've got, I think, four or six or something. We've got quite a few invert shows over in England. Um, hmm. I haven't actually been to any yet. I'm going to next year but my schedule's just been so hectic between everything i do um yeah but i i think after my, i've got a strongman competition in like 18 days i've got one in march and then i don't think i've got any more competitions for like the next six months so i'm just going to concentrate on training and anting again rather than because when i'm competing like i am now in the last like six months i've done like probably about 10 competitions and I've still got more. Um, it's just hard to like do everything, you know? Yeah. I didn't even know you did that. Like that was, that was, that was rather a surprise when you came into the discord server saying that it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I compete as a strong man, a triathlete. So I do triathlon and I um, fight in boxing as well. So uh, it's very rare to do all three. They're kind of counterproductive to be a strong man, you have to be, like, big and kind of lunky. And to be a boxer, you have to be kind of lean and athletic. So I'm somewhat in the middle. When I walk into a strong man competition, everyone looks at me like, wow, he's small, but I can lift a weight, so it's not an issue. And then when I walk into a boxing ring, they're like, wow, he's big. <laughs> I'm, like, somewhere in the middle. And then when I when I go cycling or training for my triathlon, they're all like, well, you've just got too much muscle. You don't go through the wind. But yeah, I know. I'm like a big solid concrete block trying to cycle down a... Yeah, it's not easy, but I, I enjoy it. I can honestly say I very rarely win. I very rarely come high up the rankings in what I do because I do all of them. When I only trained as a boxer, because I started off in boxing, when I was only boxing, I was actually good. Now I train as a strong man and all of that lot. I'm so slow in the ring. I'm a completely different fighter. I'm probably going to... Well, I might have just had my last fight a couple of weeks ago. I might have another one. I'm not sure yet. But I'm definitely getting to the point where I can't do boxing anymore. It hurts. It hurts for like a week afterwards just trying to like... Not even where you get punched. I'm just tired and I just want to sleep for about a week after each fight. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, it's been a real passion of mine for many years. 
but yeah so now i'm starting to slow down a bit from the, if i haven't mentioned i've got like some serious health conditions as well i've got the brother disease the cystic fibrosis i've got emphysema and a few other things so like my health is going to slowly catch up with me and i won't be able to compete mm -hmm. for much longer so like i've started taking antin way more seriously um mainly because it's something that i can do when i am really ill and out of breath and i can't go to the gym anymore i've always tried i mean i don't know because when i first got into doing uh and keeping i just wanted to do it casually and then very quickly it went from being casually to just pretty much being like almost my job at this point <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's easy for it to take over isn't it i said to the oh, wife, yeah, oh, i'll probably get i'll probably get like two or three colonies and then i ordered five and then <laughs> then i got sent some colonies for free and then other stuff happened and now i've got 32 colonies and scorpions and stick insects and millipedes and crabs and just about everything yeah else. yeah she's a good wife she lets me get away with a lot <laughs> It was just always, I don't know, I've always, throughout my entire life, I've always loved insects and all that, especially ants. So, kind of, it like, if I look back at myself, it's like, yeah, I, could, I, I, see, I can see myself going this way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could get a job in it, I definitely would. But it's, I don't know, it's not something I ever envisioned myself doing in a job. <laughs> Same. Um, I, I, I possibly could work in a zoo or something in the reptile inverts area whatever they call them the for me I, I always envisioned myself going into meteorology and i still kind of like envision myself going into like weather and all that but then again oh. ants is sort of starting to creep up on me <laughs> uh, lexi is asking what do i what do you do is that for me or you i will answer first i do lots of stuff so i train every day like between three to five hours every day i youtube as well and i also have another job so i'm just watching my ants <laughs> got completely distracted there i also do other stuff i do building and window cleaning and stuff like that so it's like it's like full-time activeness you know what i mean i'm always on my feet always doing stuff um some days i work from like eight in the morning till five in the evening and then i go and train for three to five hours and then i do a bit of youtubing and wake up again at half five in the morning to go for a run the next day so it's all, like that's what i do <laughs> what do you do my right well before last year i just worked at a pizza place just making pizzas and it was really nice. I enjoyed that job. Yeah. Then I ended up quitting that and now I'm waiting till I get out of schooling because I really want to focus on, you know, my school now. Yeah. But right now I'm just sort of surviving off of selling to ants or selling ants to other people and all that, which is actually kind of about to go pretty well because one of my friends is opening up a, uh, like a na national like ant store that could actually sell to all the states legally. Oh, wow, so, that would be interesting. You have to keep us posted on that because everyone would want to hear about that. 
yeah, it, it, I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm also working on a little series on YouTube about the history of ant keeping. That's that's going to be interesting because it's me and a few other people working on that. I think I saw something about that. Actually, I think I read about that. Possibly. Yeah, I was talking about it in uh in the group in the server with uh, Stein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my past jobs, I've done quite a few different jobs in my past. I've been a manager of a pub. I've, um, what else have I done? I worked in a, basically, I left school at 13 and I worked in a bakery. I worked in kitchens. Um, I worked in garages, like fiddling about with engines. Um, and then at the age of 20 ish, I got a job with my local county council um, and I worked all over the place. It's kind of really hard to explain my job, but I worked for children's services, basically. Um, and I was like, so there's always problems with social services. The main problem being communication, in my opinion, um, being like if you're a child in care, you ask your social worker for something and they have to ask their manager and they ask their manager and it takes about six months just to get a no normally. So I was the sort of person to go and speak to the young people personally. I would find out the issues and I would take it straight to the board of directors and I would sort out the issue, like regardless of everyone's bureaucracy and all of that rubbish, I would just get the job done because... It's just what I do. If I've got a job that I can see needs doing, I just get the job done. I don't care about things stopping me. I don't like, I don't have a work rate. I just get the job done and I don't stop until it's done. So that's why I, I really enjoyed that job. And I did some amazing work. I, they sent me all around the country, um, like doing talks for them. And I was teaching social workers and uh, foster carers how to deal with people in care things like that. I was in care myself, so I had like personal experience in it. And that's sort of how the job came about. Um, and I really enjoyed that job. I did some amazing work. I even had a film crew come over from Peru and film some of the work that I was doing so that they could like, I don't know, showcase it because it was awesome or whatever. But yeah, it was a great job. But I, it, it just got like, too much stress, too many people hated me in the end, and I couldn't get anything done, but I got a lot done in the process, so, uh, yeah, it's one of my proudest moments was working that job, actually. Um, and then I, I left it when I had six lung collapses, basically. My lungs just Ooh. kept collapsing. Yeah, um, it's part of my condition, obviously. My lungs are deteriorating because of my health conditions. So I had three lung collapses on one side, three on the other side. And then I had major, major surgery where they stuck my left lung to my rib cage. Um, so on that, like, I went back to work. I worked a few more months and finished the jobs I was doing. But I said, that's it. I got to concentrate on myself. And that's when I became an athlete, basically. And I just started... Well, originally I was just training for boxing. And then I decided to really up my game and do a lot more. And I've used that to like help other people with my condition all around the world. I do a Zoom session like every now and then for free for people with my condition. Um, 
well it's we do like a little bit of exercise but it's mainly just to get people motivated into doing something with themselves again because once you get diagnosed with one of these illnesses you kind of get really depressed by it you don't know what to do like it's the end of your life basically and then i come along and say it's not the end like let's just push a little bit harder than everyone else has to it's going to be a hard slog but you can do it like nothing's impossible and like there's not many people with my condition that have like ran marathons and stuff like that but if you told me to run a marathon right now i could literally drop off a hat run a marathon and like when i go into the doctors and they say how are you doing i say let's go for a run you know <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's it's you know, i i i I've used it. I've used my health conditions and I've used everything else to kind of, you know, fuel my passion. And you're about to lose the light of the tank, I think. What's the time? No, we've got half an hour yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my nighttime lights are connected. I'll need to reset them, which I can't find the controller anywhere. <laughs> That's one of the problems with having three kids. One of them which loves to mess with everything. Oh. Um. No, I can't find a remote anywhere. We'll have to go without tonight. <laughs> well, normally what would happen is um, the light, the main lights turn off at 11. But a red light will turn on at half ten, and that will carry on through till eight o'clock in the morning when the main lights turn back on. That's actually really cool. It's just so that I can view them at night. I can see everything that's going on, but it doesn't disturb them because obviously ants and most other insects can't see red light. My uh, what was it? My vivarium, which doesn't have any ants, and I don't don't really show it off really because of that has just a grow light because it's just growing a bunch of plants in there right now. And then once it hits pretty sure around eight, it just shuts off. Or whenever it gets dark outside, I'll shut it off manually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the best way to go really. Um I've gone for a very strict timing regime with these and the bullet ants really because they're from quite a intense area of the world whereas the colonies upstairs go with the light outside because they're more native i say mm -hmm. upstairs i mean in the ant corner you have no idea of the layout of my house <laughs> <laughs> um we've got a question here from lexi again thank you lexi for bringing in all these awesome questions when you bring up ant keeping for the first time to people you meet what is the most common response you get um, I get kind of a, you do what? Ants? It's like, yeah, ants. Not normal ants, <laughs> cool ants. And they're like, what do you mean ants? And then I normally have to get out my phone and show them a couple of clips so that they think it's like, they know it's like more interesting than just a couple of ants. I don't know. But most people actually take me very seriously. I don't know whether it's because I'm a boxer, strong man, scary guy. But most people are just like, oh, that's really interesting. Show me more. <laughs> but then some of my close friends, one of my best mates is like, mate, that's rubbish. Put it away. <laughs> 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 what about you, buddy? 
Um, I think the most common response I always get is just, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really what's it. I mean, it's not really rude. It's just sort of like, eh, you know, that's it. Besides from like at school, I guess, uh, the chem, like the science teachers were actually really interested. And one of them wanted me to set up an ant colony before COVID hit. And then COVID hit and I wasn't able to. You see, now, schools have been quite a interesting thing for me because if I ever got over the run with, like, Queens, I'd give a couple to my local school that I get on really well with. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing it with stick insects as well because I obviously had thousands of stick insects. So I messaged all the local schools and nurseries and said, if you can get an enclosure, I'm more than happy to just give you loads. You know, the kids will love them. They can't hurt and they're easy to deal with. You know, so... Yeah, that's kind of what I do. I debated doing that, or I um, still am debating am gonna... doing that. Okay. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth definitely having, like, an outlet like that set up just in case, you know, like, you get stuck. Yeah. Especially with stick insects. Um, I'm just going to say now, I'm going to give it about another five minutes, and then I'm going to end the stream. All right. Because it is getting a bit late now, and I need to put the kettle on, quite honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I hear ants, like the insect. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite funny. Um, Mine has a USB... Five watt grow light for my outworld, and um, I have a cat. This my Mesa don't like white light much. Yeah, Mesa and Barbus do not like white light at all. Yeah, in fact, um, for my Mesa, I have quite a low yellow light. Um, but during the night, I don't have them under red or anything because Mesa Barbus can still see red light as well, which is really irritating. Messer barbers are a very interesting species because they almost like almost they thrive off of neglect, and the second yeah. they start paying attention to them, they start doing terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right with that. You're right. Like my redhead queen, I got her. I'd like to say over a year ago now. Um, it took her like six to eight months to get started, just because she was a nightmare. And then I looked in one day, and I was like, "Oh, she's got a first worker." I left it about another day or two that again she had a few more and then i i attached them to that um an outworld thing and literally within a week she had about 40 50 workers i was like <laughs> what like that that just came out of nowhere like and they're doing really well now doing the nest upstairs wakushi nest and doing really well um doing better than the blackhead mesa barbarous which came to me with probably around 30 workers and they play they uh, right, so they either haven't done anything, like they've either stayed at roughly the same numbers, moved out of their old test tube and into a clean one, or they've exploded, right? And I mm-hmm. haven't noticed because there's there's currently two test tubes in there and they were living in one, but I've seen them now going in and out of both of the test tubes. There's also an ant boy nest which I opened up and had a look in, and that's full of them as well. And there's holes in the sand where they've been digging. <laughs> so, like, they're literally everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, like, in the last week or so, I've noticed mesobarbarous workers all over the outworld, like, a lot more. It's like they've finished their uh, hibernation period and they're back. 
<laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, the temperature hasn't changed in the house, nothing like that. Um, they've just, I suppose, they're done, and yeah, they're out looking for food again. After that, that, that's really weird. They're, they're just such a weird and wacky ant. Like, they aren't even, like, interesting, I'd say. Like, they're interesting, but they aren't, like, interesting to watch. So it's very easy to forget about them for some reason. Yeah. If you forget about them, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. <clears throat> Many of other ants that are on the complete opposite side of that spectrum. If you forget about them for like two weeks or something like that, they just collapse. I nearly lost my green name after partner after getting them went from ten workers to one took two months uh, about uh, workers. Come on, look at that! They're proper dismantling those roaches, aren't they? Yeah. The shelter, cool. Doesn't take them long to process it. Not long at all. This it will still be there tomorrow, I expect. Um, and probably gone by the day or late tomorrow or the day after. But that's three adult roaches again. You know, they eat loads. How aggressive are they? Quite aggressive. Like if I was to put my finger in there, they would now charge at me rather than run. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, uh, my colony, when it, it was supposed to come to me with about 10 queens, but the colony ended up dying mostly in shipping, because, you know, that's just how exotic ants are when you get into the U.S. And so I was just like, well, I'll try. And they only came to me with, like, the majority dead and maybe only 50 workers and a few queens alive. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. But I'm hoping we can get them again soon, at least... This coming up year, I'm hoping to get a colony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely one of my favorite colonies to watch. They, When they're smaller, they're not so aggressive. Like, I could quite happily put my hand in the old formicarium, and I wouldn't really have to worry. Um, now, yeah, I, 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 they charge at you. Um. I've got a quick question here from Shane. Um, if you had a choice between Mimicaruba and Mimicaruba Dungeness, um, which would we have? Oh, hang on. I that one. I would probably... Yeah, I, I would probably just stick with Ruba. I like Ruba. I know what I'm doing with Ruba. I've... The problem with my Ruba colonies is I always get single queen colonies. I can't have patience to wait for like a multiple queen colony to come up, which I know <laughs> has to key to my Makaruba. You know, they don't do very well on their own. Mermakaruba, at least here in the US, because they are invasive here and in Canada, yeah. they are super colonial here for some reason. We can't figure out why. It's just they inbreed in the nest. So I definitely yeah. choose Mermakaruba. Yeah, yeah. 
And they're just interesting ants. I mean, they're both interesting ants, but I just like my McCoy. Oh, yeah, if I could get like Shane say in a five or six queen colony, if I could get like that, yeah, then you'd be booming. Booming. I mean, this colony here started with three queens, and I don't know why, but a few, well, a couple of months back now, one of the queens got dragged out dead. Um, it was it was weird. It was like a huge like procession, like all the ants came out. There was <laughs> like the you could see the level of activity around the nest was just insane and we were like what's going on there and we watched for like <laughs> half an hour or so and this queen's body was dragged out and it was a shame but it's one of those natural things i still got at least two queens in there i think so and they're definitely still doing well so it's not an issue um what was actually really interesting was i watched where they put the body and i went and got it out just to like have a look and the, the queen just looks so cool obviously you don't get to see the queens very often so i thought you know have a little look i wouldn't be surprised if this colony starts to get elates and starts to inbreed because this colony yeah, seems I, to be big um i'm expecting it within the next year the amount of males they had this year and they're still pulling them out the nest um <laughs> Was it two or three days ago? I came down first thing in the morning and they were flying. There was <laughs> flying male ants all over the place. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting something like in the next year. Or there is a possibility that that uh, this year they did actually inbreed, but it was they were just throwing out the extra males. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I I haven't I haven't seen any princesses or any sign of princesses you know but there there may well be in the nest deep that i just haven't seen but they haven't come and like stretched their wings or anything on the surface like the males have hmm. yeah so i expect this year we just got loads and loads of males uh, that's not an issue it's still always cool to see colonies get a late though. It's like a yeah, big I'll, milestone. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's gonna I'm gonna be well happy, but then I'm gonna have to like quickly act and cover up the holes at the top of the tank. Because I don't want <laughs> You don't need you don't need some like a random nest to pop up in your exactly. corner of your room. <laughs> that would, the worst thing that they could do is actually because the bullet ant tank has no lid. So if they got out of their tank and flew like it's about six feet away. If they f fly six feet to the left, they're going to land straight into the bullet ant tank. And I don't know how that would go. Like they'd either get torn to pieces or they'd start their own colony in there. Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because normally whenever ants meet in the wild, they immediately run away from each other, especially if yeah. they're two different species. It's very rare that they actually go into like, I'm going to kill you mode. <laughs> yeah, not unless they have to. Yeah. So I feel like they just make a colony in there, and that would become an issue because... Is it yeah. diacama that you have? Yeah, diacama. Yeah, col no, those colonies don't get that big compared no. to, you know, polyrachis. Yeah, only, only a couple of hundred workers. I mean, I'm not expecting much more than what I've got now, to be honest. They feel really cool ants, though. Yeah, awesome to watch. When they tear things apart, awesome. Well, right, I am going to end the stream there. Thank you very much for joining, buddy. Do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye.
I might be here next time if you have an open mic. I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been great fun, actually. We're going to have another open mic very soon. I will work out when. Um, yeah, I'll work out when. I'll post it, obviously. But, yeah, I'll let you sign off, and I'll quickly do a run-through of what we got going. So I shall see you later, buddy. All right, see ya. <coughs> okay, sorry about that. Big old cough then. Um, so thank you everyone for signing in and joining me for another picnic table ant chat. Very sorry that our original guest couldn't make it, but we've had some great chat with lots of people signing in today. It's been great fun. Um, don't forget, so this my next video is coming out this Saturday. It's gonna be the bullet ants, which is the ones that you voted for in the giveaway. Um draw whatever and then we've got a review video coming out on monday uh wednesday oh no i skipped the day so saturday we have my video the bullet ants that you voted for sunday we have paul moore our ant shop on the picnic table live stream at 9 p.m um uk time same again with the live feeding beforehand so you can join in and talk a little bit earlier and then on the Monday, we have the review video. Wednesday, we have picnic table again, which is currently blank. So I'm either going to fill in that space or it will be another open mic night. And then on the Saturday, you've got a video, which is going to be an absolutely awesome video. Do not miss that video. If you do anything else this year, do not miss that video because it's a cracker. Um, and then on the Sunday, which follows that, which is the 16th, we have Persia Oxalots coming on to the picnic table. So it's going to be really interesting, that one. They do like all sorts of reptile stuff, um, lots of charity work as well that we're going to talk about, um, kind of conservation stuff, you know. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great stream, very different to the ant chat that we normally have, you know, stretching out those boundaries a little bit further. But that's all from me. I'm glad everyone signed in tonight. I'm glad I've been able to host it again. It's been absolutely fantastic. If you didn't see the giveaway at the very start of the video, you're going to have to wait for it to come up as a video and go all the way back. You can listen to this as a podcast on Spotify by tomorrow, by the time I've uploaded it. It's also on my Twitch account. It will probably be viewable on Twitch before YouTube, just because that's the way it works. Um... And yeah, I'm going to leave you there. So, as always from me, I'll see you again soon, Ant fans. <laughs>